You're listening to Comedy Central. Please welcome Senator Bernie Sanders. Do you ever get used to this? It's a good feeling to get used to. Thank you very much. It, feels like, it literally feels like you are the political Beatles. That's what you are. You all of them <laughs> rolled into one. It, it's, is, it, is it strange? Is it strange to be in a position where in 2016 you were the insurgent candidate? You know, you were you were leading a political revolution, but now you're entering the race as a front runner. Um, like, th- does that feel different for you? Are you going to do things differently this time it around? It does feel differently. And, and what's happened is that four years ago, Trevor, the ideas that we talked about, the idea that healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. Right. Well, four years ago, that was perceived as a radical idea. Not anymore. The idea that if you work 40 hours a week in this country, you should make at least 15 bucks an hour and not live in poverty. Not a radical idea anymore. Right. The idea that in a competitive global economy, our young people need the best education possible. We should make public colleges and universities tuition-free and reduce student debt substantially. Again, four years ago, you'll right. recall, oh, Bernie's crazy. I mean, this says nobody in America supports those ideas. Yes. Well, four years have come and gone. Those ideas are now supported by a majority of the American people. So then, so then you're done. Why run? <laughs> One little problem. We have to take on an incredibly powerful establishment that to a large degree controls the economic and political life of this country. Right. And when we talk, the, the, you know, the mantra of our campaign is not me, us. And the reason for that is to take on Wall Street, to take on the greed of the pharmaceutical industry, and the insurance companies. And if you want to save the planet, you're going to have to take on the fossil fuel industry. Right. And that means millions of people are going to have to stand up and fight back in a way that we have never done before. And that's what this campaign is about. You know, the media has picked up on them. We raised a lot of money, and that's great. What was more important to me, Trevor, is we have over a million people who are prepared to volunteer on this campaign, which is unprecedented. It's interesting that you... Uh... It's interesting that you bring that up because you you have raised a lot of money. I believe $18 million in under six weeks. You're breaking records, raising money from individuals who say, hey, we want to help you out, Bernie. But you hate the banks, so where do you keep the money? Under a mattress? (laughs) Well, still there, all right. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about this democratic field. This is an interesting time where this field is more diverse than ever before. But some people have said, all right, you have a diverse field, but it feels like the front runners are still old white men. You still have yourself. You have Joe Biden. You're not, not talking about me, are you? No, 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 no of course, of course not. I mean, the white men, the Those old white men. Those guys, yes. Um, but, but, but how do you respond to that criticism that people sometimes say, like, oh, well, isn't this a time for you guys to step aside? Look, I think the American people have to make that decision. Right. But nobody else makes it. And what I believe what politics is about is taking a hard look at the ideas and the history and the experience that candidates have. And let me be very clear. 
I know, you know, certainly all of the senators were running for president. And without exception, they are good, smart, dedicated people. Many of them are my friends. Right. So you're not going to hear me disparaging other candidates. Uh, but I think it is appropriate for people to say, OK, uh, who has been talking about this issue when? Who had the courage to go forward? Uh, and at what time? Right. So it's important not to look at just personalities. I think in American politics in general, we do too much of that. Yes. What we need to do is to say, okay, we have massive levels of income and wealth inequality. As a nation, are we happy that three people own more wealth than the bottom half of America? Are we happy that billionaires are able to buy elections? How do we change that? How do we create a nation in which you have universal childcare? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm where you don't have half of our people living paycheck to paycheck. So I think what we need to do is focus on a progressive agenda. And I'm proud of the fact that I've been a leader in fighting for that agenda for a long time. It's interesting. Basically, what you're saying is... You're basically saying people have jumped on, but you're the OG of this idea. That's, that's <laughs> essentially what you're saying. And, and interestingly enough, as an OG, you, you've managed to connect with groups that many people haven't been able to connect with. I mean, you're, you're able to connect with young voters. You know, historically, 18 to 29-year-olds don't vote, right. you know, but they've, right. they've, they've come out for you. We've seen this repeatedly. It's also been interesting to see that you are actually leading with minority voters as well, the people that have been polled right now. What do you think is driving those, those, those voters? Why do you think you're connecting so well with young people who don't think voting is usually worth it? Uh, I think that this generation is, in my view, the most progressive generation probably in the history of the United States of America. This is a generation of young people who are not going to tolerate racism or sexism or homophobia or xenophobia or religious bigotry, all of which, sadly, the president of the United States is giving us. And I think it is also a generation, Trevor, and we should make this point out, they are not doing well financially, right? Everything being equal, this is a generation that, unless we turn it around, will have a lower standard of living than their parents. They are leaving, I just met with some young people yesterday in my office. Young people who are going into teaching $180,000 in debt for college loans. That's not uncommon. People, young people can't afford apartments. They're living with their parents. So they understand that we need to have an economy and a government that works for everybody, not just the 1%. And I think our message resonates with them as well. You really have... You really have connected with people that, that, that you wouldn't expect. I mean, young people, uh, people of color, you, you, you've connected with so many groups. And now what's really interesting to me is it recently came out that you have decided to do a Fox News town hall, yeah. even though, uh, you know, the DNC made a decision to not go with uh, Fox News for any of the, de- uh, the, the debates. Yes. You, you're breaking with that line of thinking. Some would say, but Bernie, why would you go to Fox News? It's not a legitimate news organization. So what are you, what are you doing there? Well... <laughs> Trust me, I know Fox News. (laughs) I know who they are, and I know the role that they are playing. Right. Uh, On the other hand, uh, in during the last campaign, I did a town meeting with a fellow named uh, Britt Baer. Yes. uh, Who did it very fairly. And uh, he did it straightforwardly. And believe me, we went over the ground rules before, and they kept their word. So to me, it is important to distinguish Fox News from the many millions of people who watch Fox News. Right. And I think it is important to talk to those people and say, you know what, I know that many of you voted 
for Donald Trump. But he lied to you. He told you, for example, he was going to provide health care to all people. Now he wants to throw 30 million people off the health care that they had. He told you that he was going to give tax reform that would not benefit the wealthy. 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%. So I think it is important to talk to Trump's supporters and explain to him to what degree he has betrayed uh, the working class of this country and lied during his campaign in terms of what he would do. This has been an interesting time where, you know, people have said, Bernie's running again. Uh, Bernie doesn't feel old, but your age is still a number, despite what Aaliyah says. And, <laughs> and some people are saying, hey, Bernie, w- w- do you have any concerns about your health? Are you doing things to keep yourself healthy if you were to take the office of the presidency? Sure. Oh, look, all I can say is, thank God. This is not wood, but I'm knocking on it anyhow. <laughs> My health is good. When right. I was a kid, I was a long distance runner. I had a lot of endurance. I, and I still do. So I am feeling... <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Hey! Hey! Sorry, I'm sorry about them. I'm so sorry. You know, and, and, and I recall some of these reporters who say, well, you're kind of old, and they were following me on the campaign trail. They say, slow down, slow down. Right. You're moving too fast. It really, it really is something that, that, that you have used to your credits. And um, the, the, let's talk about some of the policies. Good. You know, Bernie Sanders is someone who has been notorious as the person who can tell it like it is. You know, that's one thing I loved, I loved you, like Howard Schultz, when they said, oh, he, he'll agree to step out of the race if people like Bernie go away, if they put up a moderate candidate. And you were like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> how nice of him. But you've always, <laughs> been, you've always been a person who seems like a complete straight talker. So let's get into some of the issues here. Um, let's talk about health care, right? This past week, House Democrats introduced a bill to strengthen Obamacare. Right? It was supported by everyone from Pelosi through to AOC. But you said, no, I don't want to support this. You said, I want to come in and I want to fight for Medicare for everyone, right? And some people might say, okay, but Bernie, if, if everyone is going one way and you're going your own way, doesn't that go against what the job of the president's well, going to be? Don't he, you have to sell ideas? Trevor, here is the reality. The reality is that bill will never pass the Senate. I don't even think it'll be taken up by the Senate. So where we are right now is a fight for how we do two things. Number one, as a nation, should we guarantee health care to all people as a human right? right? I think yes. If you do that, how do you do it in a cost-effective way? Uh-huh. And I think the answer is overwhelming that the only way to do that is through a Medicare for all single-payer program. Now, I supported Obamacare. And in fact, we got some really important provisions in it. But the discussion that you're raising is a little bit academic because that bill is not going to come to the Senate. What we have to do now is rally the American people and ask questions why, at a time when we have 30 million uninsured, we are spending twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of any other country. Why do we pay by far the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs? So would you try and bring the costs of Medicare, uh, medical aid down? Would you Absolutely. Bring we got legislation. prescription a- drugs? Absolutely. Look. We have legislation in that will lower the cost of prescription drugs in this country by 50%. Is that a radical idea? No. It's not a radical idea because that's what the rest of the world is paying. Mm -hmm. We are getting ripped off by the greed of the pharmaceutical industry. In terms of health insurance, it now costs about $11,000 per person for healthcare in this country. Family of four, 28,000 bucks. That is unsustainable. Right. Twice as much as the Canadians do. They guarantee healthcare to all people. Why is that? Because the function of the current healthcare system, you're not gonna hear too many people say this, is not to provide healthcare to all people. 
It is to make huge profits for the insurance companies and the drug companies. It is to provide people like the guy who's head of United Health Insurance $83 million in compensation in one year. It is to allow the five major drug companies to make $50 billion in profit last year. Somebody has got to take these guys on. They're criminals. People are hurting. We need to move toward Medicare for all. One thing you, you really do bring up, and I mean, healthcare just touched on it, is income inequality. Yes. Um, you have been proud to say, yes, I believe that we need to adjust how people earn money in this country and how people are taxed. Yes. Um, Trump has now used this as a slur against you, calling you a socialist, you know, saying that it means that we're gonna all have to drive battery cars and, and share one road. But what, is, what does it mean Good. to you? Good question. Thank you for asking it. It means that economic rights are human rights, okay? I believe from the bottom of my heart that healthcare is a human right. I believe that in the richest country in the history of the world, we should not have a tax system which allows Amazon, owned by the wealthiest guy in the world, to pay zero in federal taxes last year after making $11 billion in profits. That is insane. To be a democratic socialist means that we believe, I believe, that human rights include a decent job, affordable housing, healthcare, education, and by the way, a clean environment. It means that we cannot allow our kids to grow up in an environment which is increasingly unhealthy right. and uninhabitable. We have got to take on the fossil fuel industry, move to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. I, That's I, what it means. I know that you are... I know that you are proposing legislation arguing that uh, companies shouldn't be able to participate in stock buybacks if they don't provide their workers exactly. with a minimum wage of a certain amount and exactly. health care and yes. seven days off um, in a year. Right. But, but let me ask you this. Doesn't, some people may argue that, like Bernie, that's the government getting involved at the boardroom level. Shouldn't you just go in and say, hey, let's reverse the SEC ruling on how easy it is for stock buybacks to occur? Well, we, we, we're in favor of doing that as well. But I think... What we have right now, Trevor, is an economic system where the people on top and corporate America, to a large degree, not, not totally, are just incredibly greedy and very contemptuous of working people. For example, the average CEO of a major corporation now makes 300 times more than uh, his or her employees. Mm -hmm. That's really not acceptable. People are doing buybacks, stock buybacks, uh, while at the same time they're not paying their workers a living wage. So I think it is the responsibility of the federal government to be aggressive and to make certain that the working people of this country uh, get a fair shake. Give you another example. Uh, if a company today uh, is making money, but they want to shut down and move to low-wage countries uh, abroad, well, you know, I got a problem with that if they then get online to get a federal contract. They want a military contract. Right. So we have a right to say to them, you want a military contract? You want some federal money? You know what? Treat your workers with respect. What's happened in the last 40 years, there's been a massive transfer of wealth from working families to the top 1%. We've got to reverse that trend. Speaking of a fair shake, speaking of a fair shake before we're done, it's been interesting that now the Democrats have used their power to, to say to the IRS, we want to see Donald Trump's tax returns. 
Um, people on the, on the right have responded and said, but where's Bernie's tax returns? Bernie only released 2014. We still don't have Bernie's tax returns. And I was like, well, if Bernie hasn't released them and Trump hasn't released them, there's probably secrets on both sides. <laughs> My theory is Trump doesn't want us to know that he's not a billionaire and you don't want us to know that you are. <laughs> so are we gonna see your tax you returns? You sure are. Look, um, April 15th is coming. That will be the 10th year and we will make them all public. Uh, very well, what's all? What's all? Just so people know. Ten years. Ten years of tax And by returns. the way, I'm delighted to do that, proud to do that. Hey, Mr. Trump, you do the same thing. Senator Bernie Sanders, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.